What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. 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 What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly Podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. The kid that did, Sancho Walker, baby. And I'm here with the big prayers, Remy G. How everything going, bro? What's up, what's up, my boy? I'm doing great. Everything with the job going smooth. I'm ready to rock out. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Well, here at FY Fly, we like to start off our show with a meaningful quote about money. And y'all know this is a show about financial literacy. And financial literacy at its simplest, understanding not only how to budget your money, but being able to save and grow your money effectively and efficiently. And today's quote comes from the successful trader Peter Lynch. In stock trading, if you're good, you're only right about 6 out of 10 times. You'll never be right 9 out of 10 times. And with that being said, today we're going to be talking about one of the most profitable ways of trading, which is options trading. We're going to touch on the basics of options, what it is, the different terminology, and what platforms are considered the best for this type of investment. So let's get active. What's up, what's up? Oh, y'all haven't heard? FY Fly just released their new website. Check out the link in the show notes and help us test out our site. Please check our free features, educational resources, and our blog that we update daily. We look forward to hearing from y'all. Now let's dive in. Options trading can be one of the most profitable ways to trade in the stock market, but they also can be some of the most riskiest investments. Investing in the stock market should be a long-term wealth building play, but with options, you can accumulate profit quickly, but you can also lose it quickly as well. Options trading is when you place a contract that gives you the option to buy or sell a stock at a certain price by a particular date. Now, a contract is usually 100 shares of stock. Let's keep in mind, y'all aren't actually buying the stock. You're purchasing the option to buy or sell. With an option, you're basically betting that the stock price will go up or go down. If you think the price will go down, then you'll place a put on the stock. If you think the price will go up, you'll place a call on the stock. Let me lay some up on what a strike price is, though, bro. The strike price is basically the set price where you'll be able to buy or set a contract if you wanted to. So, for example, if you purchase a call option with a strike price of $15 and the stock rises to or above $15, then you have the option to sell that stock. And this is where the big play comes in. Since you're controlling a contract that is worth 100 shares, instead of purchasing one individual stock, your gains could be much larger. Just imagine purchasing a call on Tesla earlier this year. So, like we said... A call is betting that the company's stock price will go up. On April 21st, Tesla's stock price was $146. By November 27th, this stock price had risen $585. $585? From $146? Well, you would have ran up a check. So let's go over some of the basic terminology that you should know before options trading. Hold on, son. You know we got to say this just as a small disclaimer. We're not financial advisors. We just want to see everybody make smart financial decisions. Because we all seen the impact of making unwise financial decisions. And some of these choices, man, they can take years to recover from. So like we said, the two types of options you can place are calls and puts. Calls are when you believe the price is going to rise, and a put is when you believe the stock price is going to fall. So when looking at an options chart, before you place an order, you'll see a bid and an ask. The bid is the price a buyer will pay for that option, and the ask is the price a seller is willing to accept for that option. You should also understand the importance of knowing your option's expiration date. Because once the expiration date hits, your contract is OV. 
Finito. I just hit a stain, funny. <laughs> my fault, my fault, my fault. But facts though, bro, that options contract will be worthless. You're also gonna want to make sure you're in the money or at least at the money before your expiration date hits. You said in the money, huh? Yes, sir. That's trading terminology for measuring the status of your options contract. For example, if you had a call and the stock price was above the strike price, then you guessed it. You're in the money. What about a put, CEO? So if you had a put and the stock price was below the strike price, then you would be in the money as well. So that means if you had a call and the stock price was below the strike price, you would be out the money. Yeah, but we want to limit that as much as possible. Facts. So when you hear at the money or... ATM, ATM, ATM. Yes, sir. <laughs> so that means the stock price is equal to the strike price. Oh, yeah. Another thing. If y'all hear anybody say they shorted a put, that just means they sold a put. And going long just means that someone has purchased an option. Going for 10. Going for 10. So now we want to let y'all know a few places where you can begin options trading. One of the best places to trade options are E-Trade. E-Trade is a good site to start options trading because they have a top-of-the-line mobile app with a huge educational library to help you become a successful trader. Another great platform is TD Ameritrade, who was recently bought by Charles Schwab, not Charlie Sheen, for $26 billion. While this acquisition could take between two to three years, TD Ameritrade, nevertheless, has a very beginner-friendly but powerful app that allows you to trade commission-free. One platform you may not know of is called Ally Invest. Ally Invest is a great options for options. Hold on, I see, yo. I see what you did there. My fault, my fault. A little wordplay, you know. But yeah, Ally Invest has great tools for options investing, like a price and risk calculator. And not to mention, they're cheaper than a lot of other brokers out there. Those sound like some pretty good options, bro. No cap. Now we're going to take a quick break and be right back to you with our special guests, the money-making individuals, Amir and Amara. Let's go. Yo, this your boy CEO Sonny, a.k.a. The Kid That Did. And before we really jump into our show, I just wanted to let y'all know I've officially dropped my clothing line HRTs, and we're starting off with our four flagship designs. We have CEO, creating everyday opportunities. For my FY Fly ladies out there, we have WWW, Women With Wealth. For my FY Fly fellas, because y'all know we can't leave y'all out, we also have our investment shirts. And last but not least, we have our run-up-a-check shirts. Thank y'all for tapping in with us. The link will be in the show notes. Hope y'all enjoy the show. Let's go. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. And today we are speaking with the founders of the money-making individuals, Mir and Amara. What's up, what's up? How y'all boys doing? Doing good, bro. How are things going with you? Man, man, I'm good. I'm good. Blessed to have y'all here. It's blessed to be here, too. Love the man. opportunity. Man, first of all, man, I got to know. How old are y'all boys, man? <laughs> we 19. Okay, man. I love I love seeing young folks out here around my age, you know, chasing their dreams, getting to that bag, man. I love to see it. No cap. I see more of us. Exactly. More young folks hey. doing this type stuff. Man, so what, what y'all think it's going to take to get more of us out here to, to really just make that leap, that leap of faith? I'm going to be honest. I don't even think people our age really want to make that leap of faith. I think everyone's just too focused on being comfortable and mm -hmm. to focus on being like what they know how to do and what the system or whatever is teaching them to do. You know, a lot of people like in order for you to take that leap of faith, you have to go through something that's very uncomfortable for you or experience mm -hmm. something that's very uncomfortable for you. Like someone like someone that used to mentor me said, like, 
a lot of the rich and like the billionaires and stuff like that, they were created through adversities. You know what I mean? Like not not through living in some comfortable bubble, stuff like that. They're created through experiencing something that they they didn't like. Maybe they grew up poor or maybe they seen some type of event that they didn't like and they decided I'm trying to escape that. A lot mm-hmm. of our generation, especially, they just comfortable with all that party and all that, you know, all that useless stuff that's not really going to benefit them. So, I don't know. I think it's, it's definitely something hard. I don't know. Man, I feel you because what really got my mind right, when I tore my meniscus last year, man, that's what really gave me the, the push and the focus and, honestly, the time to really work on my brand, FY Fly, the, you know, the app, website, and all those things. So, that really just gave me the time to really lock in you know, from that adversity that I was going through. But what was you going to say, bro? Uh, I was going to say, I was gonna, it's probably going to take two things. One is going to take the education, right? Because half the time, people just <clears throat> people just don't know. That's one big thing because it's, obviously it's not taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Unless your parents knew about it or, or like you just had someone that knew about it, you would never know. Like, same like with me. I never even heard the word stock. Like, if I heard stock, I'm thinking like the back of Foot Locker, like the stock, like putting shoes away, whatever. I wasn't thinking mm-hmm. company ownership. So like one of it is will be education. You gotta like just 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 give the idea to people, even if they don't grasp onto it. They'll always just have that in their head. Um, I think it's gonna be because like when you, you teach a kid how to do freaking square root of sixty four, like if they knowing that, they need to know how to how to make money yeah. for themselves. Like you gotta you gotta learn necessary things. I think I think it's part of the education system. But one big thing is just you gotta teach people. Then two, you gotta show the benefits. So if I'm like if I'm in a business. And I'm making a lot of money. They see that I have freedom to do what I want. I'm like, all right, I want that. So I think you really gotta show people the benefits of of what this stuff mm-hmm. brings. Like, cause people don't like like when we first started, we wasn't making no money at first. I mean, we're not making like crazy money now, but we we getting up there. But people wasn't they weren't interested at all. They're like, oh, you trading stocks? Eh, he might be all right. You know, he just gonna mm-hmm. start. You know, we don't know. But once you see we start making some money now, people are like, yo, like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to like see what's going on? Just test the waters out. So two, I think the two biggest things gonna be. Just showing people, educating them, and not just, you know, just like showing a little bit. You got to like go in depth, teach it to them, because this stuff is kind of tricky at first. And then showing the benefits and show what it can bring and what it means. And really sit down and just show them like, hey, this is what comes with this lifestyle, what comes with chasing, the, basically financial freedom as soon as, uh, as soon as possible. Most deaf, most deaf. So I think I done jumped the gun a little bit, man. Tell us who the money-making individuals are. Tell us the background story behind y'all business. Just talk to us, man. Let us know. Yeah, we, I, so the background was before we first learned about, <clears throat> I would say, yeah, in high school, we first learned about the word stock in a math class. So this is an algebra two class. Mm. Had nothing to do with stocks, but we learned about compound interest. But that's a big thing that comes with the stock market. So my teacher used a correlation with, um, with, with compound interest. He used stocks, how like when you reinvest uh, over time, your money increases exponentially. And when he mentioned the word stocks, we were like, hmm, what's stocks? Like he mentioned, because he started mentioning the money. I'm like, all right, money is intriguing me. I want to hear more about this. He broke it down for us. And that's when we first got introduced. We were like, yo. And he he's he's an investor himself. He's right now, he's pretty much financially free. He taught at my, my school, school for free as a substitute teacher. So like, just as a hobby, because he already was financially free. He invested in Texas Instruments a long time ago because he worked there. And he's financially free with that. And he was teaching us how like, like he he's like, he has money. And he drives like a look, like not, it's not nice, a little corny little Honda oh, Civic, oh. but it's <laughs> but like it's, it's not because he doesn't have the money, it's because he knows the more money you spend, the less money you have to invest. Like, mm-hmm. There's no need to show you have a Rolls Royce and all that to show you got money. Like that's three hundred thousand dollars out your pockets that could have been invested, making you money residually. So mm-hmm. he already know how wealth is really built. 
And we, we, we just like, we had meetings with him. We just saw how he lived. We was like, wow, like I, this is something I want to do. Okay. And then we got really interested. And then boom, we get to the pandemic. That's when we really hit it. And we saw how we were doing, we were doing pretty well. We started making money in the stock market. We got our first, we, we flipped our first property around, we got it in January, flipped it in like, I think around May. Now we're on our second one. We are like, yo, we want to start teaching people how they can get into this. Cause like really, as long as you're like, you can start when you're really young, but I say like the best time when you're 18, you actually like legal to do certain stuff, you know, have like a credit card and all that. We're like, yo, we're going to just, we can just actually start helping people, teach people how to do both of these. Even though we're not pros yet, we, um, we can still give the information that we already have, which we think is pretty in depth. So money making individuals first made it to an Instagram where we just post pictures showing how like you can start investing, what investing is, all different ways you can start getting involved. And then we transitioned it into like a just it's gonna be an educational platform. So right now we have the course available. You check the link in our bio. So basically, yeah, it's good. we're gonna have our courses on there. We're gonna have mentorship later on, which we at least get more advanced. But right now it's just a course, so you can just literally just learn how you can start trading a general overview of the stock market. And it's basically, we did that so you don't have to look all over the internet. So we took months and weeks to know what all we know. And we put all that into one course. You don't got to search all over the internet for it. All right there at your fingertips. So mm -hmm. yeah, basically money-making individuals is transformed into an educational platform where you can come on there and learn about stocks. You're going to start adding more real estate stuff. We want to add e-commerce things. Those are like my three favorite things that I really okay. want to get into. They didn't get to e-commerce just yet, but we just focused on the first two. And yeah, that's what's going to be soon, uh, soon enough. Once you get more advanced, it's going to become it's a huge educational platform. And we really want to teach people basically in the hood and Paris neighborhoods and show that like this, everybody can do it. Like there's no special thing you need to have to open a brokerage account on your phone and just tra and just uh, what transfer money and invest. Like that's all yeah. it takes. So we really want to just help people like like how we started off. That we really have no knowledge and don't have the money right now, but can get started. So that, that's what that's what we use. That was in depth, but. That's what it's going to be, just a nice, big educational platform for real information, not Algebra 2, not photosynthesis, yeah. and how to make money. <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel you. That's, that's I love it. I love it. And that's what we need out here, man. We need to be pushing, you know, financial literacy. We need to be pushing this financial freedom because all our community has seen was, you know, killing, murder, drugs, you know, sex. That's all. That's all we're seeing. So we need to start pushing, and then you and you see the you see the result of it. So now that we're you know pushing this movement, we need to stay on them boys and just keep on pushing because it's people gonna start people gonna start waking, waking up. up soon enough. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to. Gonna have to. Yeah, we, and I also want to show people about credit because like yo, credit is super important, but no one really like everyone just everyone just to have cash money. That's all the mm. rappers like rappers. Even though they have good music, I feel like their influence is not the best because they're just showing cash. You know, the same thing they say in their songs over and over again. Yeah. You already know what they talk about. Everybody looks up to them. They got to learn about credit, man. Credit is, especially when you get into real estate, that's, a, I'm on, that, that's what they need to start teaching people, man. Most definitely. And that's the three things I'm really beating over folks' head with this podcast is investing in the stock market, real estate, and credit. I mean, we could, we could talk about them things. Well, I could have a hundred episodes on just them three things. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so speaking to you know important things. Why is financial literacy so critical to young folks? I, I can talk about that. Financial literacy is is really critical to young people because the older you get, the more liabilities you have, the more responsibilities, the more you gotta you know pay bills, handle kids. You know, all these kind of like excuses start forming up the older you get. The younger you are, the more freedom you have, 
the more time you have on your hands, the more ability you have to learn new concept and things like that. So for young people, we're we're at a stage in life right now where we we like we're optimal for learning new things. We're optimal for being able to practice, engage in new things. So it's like that. So it's like if you wait until you like 30, 40, 50 to start trying to learn about financial freedom, it's like, yo, you don't have the, the luxury of time. You don't have the luxury of being able to learn concepts, all those kind of things. So like you're putting yourself at a at a basically a low limit and you're, you know, reducing what you can actually learn. But mm. for young people, it's like, yo, like we just at this stage or we just, we got to just, just learn, bro have all these like all these advantages that older folks don't have but yet we're just wasting it on just you know just things that aren't really necessary for us you know what i mean like partying mm. girls all this like drugs all this it's just like yo like you can use your time better with that thing he mentioned yeah, res- I, the two things that i would say we gotta start while you're young responsibility and time so mm. yeah responsibility part the most you may be paying for when you're 19, if you have a car, you got to pay that, right? That's not like, not, not a lot, but that's one liability you're going to have. Yeah, you might have your phone bill, but that's like the two biggest things you'll have besides you just paying for food and all that. But by mm-hmm. the time you 30, you got your own house, you got cable, you got electric, gas, heat, like you got so much stuff you got to worry about paying for. You're not going to go out your way to say, hey, let me go take out a loan to get a property. I mean, you can, but that's like another thing you got to worry about on top of like, you know, just too much to do. Unless you really got that time management and you can do that. So that's the responsibility. And two is time because compound interest. One thing that a good thing that I learned from math class, how like time is a variable in that equation. And that's one of the biggest parts of it. So like if I start investing today in S&P 500, if I put $50 a week consistently versus if I started at 50, I'll probably have double the money since I started while I'm 19. So time is the really the biggest thing about it. The earlier you start, the better. So that's why I really recommend. Like, everyone says, like my like my one friend, a couple of them, they want to live their best life while they're young. Cause we're young, we can't do this when we have kids. Blah blah blah. I'm like, man, you probably. I mean, you just because you have kids, don't mean you're gonna like. You can just you you, you just gotta work all day. You can still be free, have time with your kids. Like that's the thing. You should work hard now so you have time with your kids. You don't gotta work your butt off when you have kids and then you can't see them. You're gonna blame. You're gonna blame your job when you really could be blaming yourself because you didn't want to put the time in when you was in your mid early twenties, late teens. So really just time. You got to really just crunch, crunch down in your early age. It's going to pay off tremendously. That's how I see you. That's facts. That's facts. And we're going we gonna to find out when we get older. <laughs> Most dev, you know, who was working and who wasn't? Who, who was invested and who wasn't? So for some folks that's listening right now and want to get started investing, what would y'all tell them? How do y'all get started? Mm, I guess the best way to get started investing is first developing the mindset of an investor and developing the mindset of what it means to actually want financial freedom the best way to do that is by reading like probably one of my our, our favorite books rich dad uh poor dad by robert I think kiyosaki or I don't, I don't know his last name like that but that book really opens your mind to a whole nother realm of like yo like this is what financial freedom is this is what i'm really trying to get once you've like accepted, like, yo, this is a lifestyle I'm trying to live, your next step is Google and YouTube. That's your two best friends, bro. Like, they're, they're on YouTube, people literally learn how to build houses or make books or those kind of things literally on YouTube. Like, that's like the best teacher in the world. Google, you find any information you want on there. First thing is, look up what is the stock market, what are stocks, or even what stocks for dummies. Read that, watch some videos, and take notes as well. Don't just like read. Don't don't just look at something and be like, all right, 
I got it off the bat. You got to fully, like, engage into it, into the information, stuff like that. And then also, like, a lot of times what people tend to do is, like, they'll be like, oh, like, I'm going to, I'm going to look, read this while I'm doing something else. Like, no, bro, like, you got to fully engage into this and make sure, like, you're, like, you're focusing on this one thing. Once you're done with that, look up, like, how to invest, how to trade. On Google, and I'm literally, I'm telling you, Google and YouTube, like your best friends, like their information is gonna be all over the place. But it's just you just gonna it like it's like a little journey. Like you'll be going, you know, different places stuff like that until finally the whole puzzle is connected. It might take you a good amount of time because people tend to think like, yo, this is gonna happen like overnight. Like I'm about to become Warren Buffett or like or like the best trader in the world over time. But like, no, it takes time. For you to learn all these concepts, learn how to apply it and things like that. And then once you have that, like Amir said, start practicing on those like little free um, demo apps that give you like fake money and start practicing what you like what you know and see if you actually know what you're doing. And don't practice, don't like start using real money to start getting into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are you going to use your actual money to get into something you just learned three days ago or like two weeks? It makes no sense. Use the fake so way bro. But where are some of those uh, those practice trading, you know, apps or, or online platforms? What do you, you listen some of those for? Us? The first one is the investor app. That's a really good one. The second one is what's it called? Not Robin. Um, TD Ameritrade. So first, create a TD Ameritrade bro uh, brokerage with them, and then I think you might have to deposit like five hundred dollars for you to use their their platform. It's called Thinkorswim. This is the platform that most traders and investors use to analyze charts and all that. They have an on-demand account, which is basically a demo account. They'll give you $100,000 of fake money. Mm. On that platform, you can also go back in time. It's like any date from the say from today to like whenever in time, and they'll give you the real like the real data of the stock. So like, why you know how like if I open up the stock market today, I see the actual movements of the stock. Yeah. Well, I can look back yesterday and see the actual movement of stock, not like the whole stock itself, like why everything happened. I can see it happening in real time. Yeah. So then you'll use that money and the information you learn from like these online resources that are completely free. You start practicing with that. You make a mistake, you go back and see, yo, where did I make this mistake? What was I thinking in this moment? How can I change it next time? Figure that out, write some things down, go to the next day. Practice again with not with the your, the um the hundred thousand dollars. If the same mistake happens again, you'll figure out what you're doing, bro. If you start getting a little better, keep practicing that. Keep practicing that. If something bad happens again. Figure out what you're doing. But basically, the investor app. And if you don't have five hundred dollars to deposit into Thinkorswim or, or or TD Ameritrade, the investor app. And if you do, Thinkorswim from TD Ameritrade is the best one. And they also have a paper account too, where you don't need to invest. You don't need to deposit five hundred. The paper account, they'll give you $200,000, uh, $200, but you can't go back in time with the paper account. So it's like you'll be investing like real time. Like say tomorrow if I wanted to invest, I'll go on the paper account and it'll be $200,000 for me to, to trade. But it's fake money. Like it's not your actual money and you can trade while other people are actually trading as well. So that that's probably the best, in my opinion, the best, best, best platform you can use to practice. Okay. Okay. So what is the difference between investing and trading? Because I know that investing is for the long term and trading can be for the short term growth. So how would your advice differ to someone who's beginning, investing, who's beginning investing to someone who is, to beginning, someone who is trading? beginning trading? 
right, I'll answer that one. All right, yeah. A lot of people definitely confuse it and kind of understand the difference. So trading, right? Trading is when you're just, yeah, like you said, short term, but you don't really care about the company at all. So you can just literally pick a random stock because all stocks fluctuate throughout the day. You just pick whatever company you want. You don't look into you don't look into what the company is. Like half the companies, I, do, I know they are because I traded them for a while, but at first I didn't know what they were. I just like how they move on the charts. So mm-hmm. it's all technical analysis. And technical analysis is the biggest part of how you trade. When you're looking at charts, finding indicators, find timing your trades. So that's all trading is. You're just getting in and out for quick moves to make a quick profit, either in minutes, mm-hmm. hours, sometimes even days if you do swing trading. So yeah, trading is, it could be day trading and swing trading. Day trading is when you're trading within one day, and one day is between 9.30 a.m. and then 4 o'clock p.m. That's when the stock market is open on Monday through Fridays. That's a day trade. And then swing trading is when you also don't care about the company, but you also get at the technical analysis because stocks, can they go from oversold to overbought constantly. And we get at the right times. You do a swing trade. I'll buy on Monday, and then I can sell next week on Tuesday if, if I'm satisfied with my profits. So trading is you just doing short term. You're looking at charts, and you really don't care about the companies that much. You just like the way they move. And then investing, you're going solely based on the value of that company. And when you're looking at investing, you want to learn the most. Definitely look at Warren Buffett. He literally he's a value investor. He goes based on what the company is. He doesn't really care what the share price is at because according to him, share price has nothing to do with the value of the company. So, for example, his like one of his biggest investments is definitely in Coca-Cola. They're one of the best companies. They're on the S&P 500. He looks at he's he's making sure the company itself is on par. So he's looking at the management. Do they have good CEOs? Do they have good people running the company? Then he's looking at their financials. Is are the companies constantly making more money or at least being at least making the same amount of money every year? But he really wants to see growth. Then you're also looking at what industry they're in. So like right now, my personal opinion, um, I want to invest in oil right now because everyone knows clean energy is the new thing. So you want to make sure the companies for fundamental analysis with investing. You're, you're, you're breaking down the company. Like I say, industry and sector, you want to make sure these companies, your companies you're investing in are going to be around for a long time. So you don't want to invest in something that's going out of style. Like oil, that might not go out for a while, but it's something that's definitely dying since clean energy is coming in to basically get that out the way. Um, then I'll say the last thing, I'll say in competition, one of the biggest things too. You got to make sure that when you're investing into certain companies or funds that they can outcompete competitors. So like Amazon, that's what that's taking over everything. Like they're competing. There's no right. other... <laughs> There's no other like e-commerce platform retail that can really compete with Amazon like that. So that's that's a leading that's a leading thing right there. You want to make sure these companies there they can outcompete other ones. Like what was that? I think was it Levi Jeans, something like that. A lot of a lot of the retail companies that do that have in-person stores, they mm-hmm. they they uh, went bankrupt this year. They couldn't keep up with other retailers. You got to make sure you're investing oh, in the top ones. They have to have it's called a moat M O A T. It's just something that stands out about that company, a competitive edge they have over others. So in the short term though. And, uh, to cover it all, investing, you're going based off what the company is. It's a good company. And you're investing in those. And then short term, I mean, I mean, trading, short term, you don't care about the company. You're just making sure you're getting in and out those trades to make money quick. And long term, you don't touch that profits for a long time, like years. Years, exactly. Exactly. Try to break that down so people really understand. Most dev, most dev, because I literally just, you know, from diving into this financial literacy world so heavy, just really got the the real gist of investing, you know, which is for long term growth and then trading, which is for short term growth. So I'm definitely glad y'all explained that to my audience and to me. <laughs> so I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
So which brokerage accounts do y'all use and what are some of the other ones out there? And first of all, explain what a brokerage account is for some of the folks, folks who may not, not know. know. Uh, all right. So a brokerage account is basically the middleman. It's the middleman of the transaction. So when I buy, like say I'm buying a share of Apple, right? Apple is giving out shares and the brokerage is basically the middleman. It takes my money and then it gives it to Apple and then gives me the share. That's all the broker. So now that you understand what the brokerage is, now you have a list of brokerages that are out there that you can basically use for, for whatever you want trading or investing. Now, what I would recommend is to have two different brokerages, one for investing and then one for trading. Cause you know, like those are two, those are two complete different strategies. So you don't want to have your, your same, like you're investing to invest while you trade on the same brokerage. Now, like things just get confusing. So the best, like my opinion, the best brokerage probably out there for trading will be TD Ameritrade and then Charles Schwab and then maybe E-Trade. Those are, in my opinion, the three, the top three best brokerages out there. And then, you know, you got your other ones, Robinhood, Acorn. And like those, those are like, they're okay. Like, you know, like they, they're okay because they're, they're good for beginners. But like, I want to tell you, like, when something is easy to like understand or easy to do, never do it. And how Robinhood makes everything super easy for you, there's a reason why it's super easy for you. They don't want you to fully understand all the concept that everyone else is learning, all the top traders are learning, stuff like that. So I would stay away from them. And also Robinhood just got in some big trouble a couple of days ago because there they were some some like they were holding money off from like from from traders and people who are investing and trying to sell their 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 stocks. They were holding that off. So that shows you bad company. So I'll say like those three, those three ones, TD Ameritrade is the best one because they provide a platform called Thinkorswim where you can analyze charts, you can add indicators, you can go back in time and invest, you can invest with fake money, all that. Mm. Charles Schwab, they have zero, like, it's almost, it's like, almost like a couple, like, it's a couple penny or half a penny, but it's near zero, zero dollar commission for every trade. E-Trade is also a good one as well. And then for long-term investing, I'll say Charles Schwab is definitely a good one. TD Ameri like, all three of them are basically good ones, but just make sure you have a separate brokerage for trading and investing, like say if I wanted to trade, TD Ameritrade will be my trading brokerage. And if I wanted to invest, all my money for investing is going to Charles Schwab. So that way I'm separating, you know, what my goals are based on the brokerage. All right, that's that's great information, bro. Great information. Amir, man, can you tap into what uh options trading is for us? I right, so options, we still, we, learned, we actually learned about, we learned about that very recently, but we put a lot of research. We definitely started actually doing our option trades now. But option trading, basically, to keep it simple, it increases your buying power. So let's say the only way you can make a lot of money um, just buying shares, trading, like like a quick trade, like total for a couple of minutes, maybe a couple hours, you have to buy stocks that are really basically low prices, like well, almost like penny stocks. So a lot of people hear about penny stocks, like they're so cheap um, and they move dramatically, like you can double your money quick, but they're also really risky. We, we started trading those at first, we went away from that. But with options, you basically trade these bigger companies such as Apple, Tesla, with the same amount of money to be made as a penny stock. So, and I think it increases your buying power by a hundred. So basically, let's say let's say Apple share price right now is I think it's around like one hundred something. One contract, depending on what time you buy it at, it'll cost you it'll cost you a couple hundred. It costs you more than it does to uh, buy a share, but it increases your buying power by a hundred, and, and you make your profit by every dollar it goes up. So if I get it on Apple at one ten. And then I get it. And then and then, yeah, with options, it also goes by contracts. So you're not buying shares, you're buying contracts. And basically, you have to you have to sell 
that contract before it expires or it'll expire worthless. So if I get a contract for two weeks and I just plan on holding Apple Time until it goes up by $2, it goes up by $2 um, and you make about $60 per dollar it goes up, depending on the contract you get. You gotta look at the options chain on Thinkorswim and it's right on there. And I, and I got one contract, I made 120 since it went up by $2. And then I then I'll sell the contract before it expires worthless, and you make your profits. So again, this you can go like really in depth into it, but to keep it simple so people understand, don't get really confused because I really understand it at all. I was so confused about options, but basically it just increases your buying power. Um, but you do have to sell on time, or it, or your contract will expire worthless. And you know you never want to you never hold a contract until the day is due, and it always expire on a Friday. So yeah, keep it simple. All it does is increase your buying power, so you can so you can uh, trade good companies without having like that tremendous amount of money you would need to buy shares. That's how I like to keep it simple. That's pretty much all options. Is. And there, there are like other okay. rules, like options too. Like, like Mary said, the longer you hold the contract for, like say if I have a contract that's due next week, Friday, right? Mm-hmm. And I hold it all the way until like Thursday, like Thursday, the value of the contract also decreases. So for the first week I could have made like $60 per, like every dollar goes up. Now, like, the closer it gets to, now I can only make, like, $30 every time it goes up. Like, you know what I mean? And then the, clo- the longer I wait till I go to the, the actual date of it, the whole contract loses its value. And then okay, also, so you can't you can't trade options. The, there's the pre-market, there's after hours for, for the stock market. Pre-market is any time from, like, 4 to, like, 9.30. And then aftermarket is from 4 to, like, 8 o'clock. So within those two periods, I can you can't buy contracts, you can't sell contracts, you can't do nothing. So sometimes like options, they tend to be a little bit risky because of that, because you can't trade during the um, pre-market and after hours. You have to wait until the next day. You don't know what the hell is happening to the stock mm. during that during those hours. So it's it's a little bit riskier, and it, it deserves a lot of research. Okay, okay. So I got one more question for y'all boys. I'm going to read off two quotes to y'all. Y'all got to tell me which one is more accurate in y'all's opinion. Y'all ready? So my first quote is, money can't buy happiness. And then my second quote is, more money, more problems. Which one is more accurate to y'all? If I had to choose one that's more accurate, I'd probably say more money, more problems. Uh, not because having money is a problem. It's just that because what comes with it besides you just having good things. Like one thing that comes with it is haters is obviously. Before you even start making money, you already got the haters. But with money coming yeah. with it, you definitely going to have haters. You're going to have just negative people around you that might want to just bash you for what you're doing. That's the problem that come with it. You got the people that want the handouts. Like, yo, bro, I know you since I was a kindergarten, bro. Like, what's up? You're going to have the people that just want to get spoon-fed. Like, nah, bro, like, I earned this. You got to I'm going to teach you how to earn it. I'm not going to give you straight cash. I'm going to teach you how to do it, though. So those are the problems that probably come with it. And the one problem, if you don't know how to do it, is taxes. So you if you don't know how to, if you're not a, you know, like little loopholes and stuff like that, taxes is going to be a problem. You have a lot of money. So that's why I say it's a bit accurate. But the first quote, where they say money can't buy happiness, like directly, yeah, it can't buy your happiness. But the things you can get with it are going to make you happy. So I really don't like that, that quote of people. I always hear people say, it's not about the money. Like, relationships, all that stuff make you happy. But trust me, if you broke, you sure as hell not going to be happy. So <laughs> money definitely can make you happy. I mean, it make me happy. I'll be sure to make everybody else happy. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I feel like that second quote probably more accurate because there is, there is actually problems that come with money. It's not, it's not just 100% pure gold. Like, life is, life is great. There's going to be some problems when you have some money. But yeah, that's a cool. Outlook. I I agree with this mirror on the same thing. I don't think I'm like I don't think money itself. Like you know how people be like, oh, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. I don't think money itself is like actually evil. 
Like, I think it's just the fact that what what's associated with money. Like, a lot of times when people get, like, when, all right, say if I, if I were to like, start making crazy bread right now, like Mayor said, all of a sudden, I got to pay for my aunt's uh, house or I got to do my uncle's, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, I got to pay for somebody's graduation. Or I got to start paying these this person's tuition. I got to, like, pay for, like, like you know, all, all these problems that start associated with money once you have it. And then once you tell people no, that's when people are like, money's changing him. And, and like, in reality, it's like, you understood what, what you had to do to get that money. And then for you to just hand it out, like, it's like a piece of candy to everybody. It's like, nah, bro, I can't do that. So I yeah. think it's like, yeah, with money, it definitely comes a lot of problems. And the, and the problems aren't even associated with money itself. It's just associated with the people around you who, like, who view money once you get it. Like that's that's probably one of the biggest problems right there. Even right now, like me and Mir, we don't even have that much money, bro. Like, just like the people around us is like it's just starting to change. You starting to see like people really do be pocket watching. The people you who you would expect to support you don't even support you because they're afraid like you're gonna start making more than them, or they're afraid like you're gonna become better than them. And this is crazy. And then with money doesn't bring happiness. There, same thing with Mir, y'all. I don't agree with that quote. Like. A thousand percent. It's like your money literally does bring you like like Mary says not may not be directly, but it really does bring you happiness. Like if I like having free time where I like drawing and stuff like that, or like doing art and things like that, and I want to do it for the whole day. The only way I could do it for the whole day is if I had some source that's bringing me money. If not, I'm gonna have to spend my day going to work, trying to do all this type of stuff, and then making me upset. Or, like, if I like family or like I like quality family time, hang with my family all the time. I can't do that with a job unless I have mm. something, some little business or some little side hustle that's generating money on the side while I'm hanging out with my family. So, like, money does bring you happiness, but not may not be directly, but, like, indirectly, you will be happy in the long run. So, I guess, yeah. I feel that, I feel, I feel that, that, I feel that, that I feel that, man. I appreciate y'all, and thanks for joining us on FY Fly the Podcast. Let the audience know where to reach y'all. Any final words, go ahead. Yeah, and final words, if you want to catch us uh, on, on social media or anything like that, we give out good tips on investing, good tips on real estate, the mindset of a, of a finance, someone who wants to achieve financial freedom. Check us out on, on the page, and Meryl should give you the handle. Uh, we have a course as well where we teach about investing and trading. It's fairly cheap compared to like all the other courses you'll find out there because we got people out there charging two hundred to a thousand dollars to learn information that's out there. So we are only charging thirty five dollars, which is basically like two Chipotle meals. Chipotle meals. You know what I'm saying? Would you rather want to waste two Chipotle meals or buy something that you can make more money off of? You know what I mean? Like Mary, like we say, like yo, make your money work for you. Do not work for your money. You got money. Find something that can generate you more money. That's the ultimate goal. By Amir's about to give the, the handle. Handle. That's for Instagram. Check us out at Amir, Amir underscore Mujahid with two M's for MMI. If I, if I get that right. And then on Twitter, at MMI Business. So those are our two platforms we currently use. And so we, we provide quotes, tips, dividend stocks, everything you need to know. If you have any questions, feel free to DM us. We're, we're, we're always free to answer questions. Just give out as much help as possible. We really want people to have all this information. We have nothing to hide. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all, boys. And we need all the support for our young folks, our young youth. We need all of it because we're the only ones out here, you know, really pushing it, trying to make this work and trying to get this information back to folks. So, like I said, I really appreciate y'all, boys. Now we're going to take it back to Remy G and me for one of our favorite segments called Did You Know?
Let's get it. Welcome back, welcome back to FY Fly the Podcast. And y'all know what time it is, or maybe y'all don't. But me and Mr. Make a Play finna let y'all know. Did you know? 10% of options are actually exercise. Did you know? 57% of options are closed before the expiration date. Did you know? 33% of options expire worthless. Did you know that options can have expiration dates up to two to three years? Did you know the first stock exchange was in Amsterdam in 1602? Did you know the most expensive stock in the world is Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway? So to wrap everything up for my FYI flop folks out there, just like with anything, with practice and determination, you can become good at options trading and see them big profits. But it will take some work. That's just one part of the equation you can't skip. DJ Screw said it best. If you don't grind, you don't shine. Facts, General. And for our action items, y'all know we can't leave y'all without them. Tap in with Todd Capital, Billionaire Billy, and our boys Amir and Amara. They have some amazing resources and groups to learn more. So also, as we always say, be sure to do your own personal research to see if options is the right option for you. So we need y'all too. Stay safe. Stay invested. And stay fly. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly. But don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned as each week here on FYI Fly, we like to give an independent artist a place to shine and gain some exposure. And this week we have Call For You by 7-7 Cali. Let's go.